year welcome back everyone this is another episode of from my experience podcast i'm your host rob no biff today um but i have a very interesting guest uh i y'all know i scroll social media and i try to find people doing new and interesting things and i came across this brother and he was talking about some things and had pictures with a couple of well-known folks but uh i really enjoyed reading some of his stuff and looking at his perspective um and then i saw he had a love for tekken which is one of my favorite fighting series i was like all right let me hit him up so um i i have a guest for you guys uh we have some great things to talk about today um hopefully you learn something hopefully you grow from this and i'm going to introduce him now mr jabril power Yo, what up? Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. No problem, man. No problem. So I'm going to just get right into it. So you talk about this thing called, uh, let me make sure I'm pronouncing it correctly, arcadism. Tell yeah, me, tell yeah, the people out I there do. what that is and where they can find your um, yes. publication. Yeah, so it's on Medium, which is a website for people who are interested in writing. It's called medium.com slash arcadism ar ar is you know we'll type it in the, yeah. in the description or whatever but anyway it's basically um a lifestyle and design philosophy that's basically just like um inspired by arcades when i was a kid when i used to go to the arcade growing up with my pops um they would have you know arcades everywhere in america which they're not really around anymore but basically it's like about how when you go to the arcade you leave that experience in the arcade you know what i'm saying so it's more about that sort of curated lifestyle where like when you go to a place you experience that technology in that space like the, the space is built for the tech you know what i mean and just kind of being more intentional about what we do in the world and what we wear and how we use technology and how we use space like just being way more intentional about uh the opportunities that we have you know now you can you know your phone does gaming and you can get a, a mobile gaming device you know what i'm saying um and that's cool but there's something to be said about everything every room every space having its own purpose so it's just about being intentional and using tech to be intentional and thinking about like how do we actually want to operate and be in the space you know what i mean so it's just an idea that i came up with and i've been writing a lot of articles surrounding this concept so yo we might be like kindred spirits man listen <laughs> i'm not on that level yeah. i'm not on that level but i i feel exactly where you're coming from because I'm that way with technology. Like, when I was a kid, um, I loved arcades as well. Uh, still do. If I can find one, I'll hit up a Dave & Buster's. Eh, they'll have a couple good games in there. But um, with with the intentional tech piece, man, I think that's really important. Like, I've always been very, very particular with what tech I buy and what I'm going to use it for. Because I don't want to, one, I don't want to spend money on something to have it sit there. But two, I want right. to buy something that's going to enhance my life and make things easier and help me connect with people better. Like, I never thought I would ever use a tablet or need a tablet. But since I bought an iPad a couple years ago when I went to New York Comic Con, I bought it just for the camera so I could film and do interviews because I was like, man, I just need something quick, fast, and easy. Right. Ever since I bought right. it, my I, like my iPad is more important than my cell phone. Like I use that thing constantly. I edit on it. I do all kinds of stuff on there, man, and I love it. And I really feel where you're coming from. And even the way I set up my house and stuff like that, like certain, I want certain things in certain rooms so people can have access, so I can have access. And it's kind of like you said, it's like a flow and like a purpose. 
Yeah, no, that's a fact, man. Like, uh, that's a fact, and that's good that you're using the iPad for that, and, and you find joy and usage out of it. You know, utility is super important to me. Like, you know, we don't have enough conversation. Like, it's just like, oh, here's all this technology, but we don't really talk about, like, how we should use it. You know what I mean? And what's the best way to use it? And, like, I think there should just be a little bit more conversation. It's not like there's a right way or there's a wrong way. But, like, why? Like, it's almost no conversation about this stuff. Like, if you really dig on the Internet, you find people who identify as, like, minimalists and stuff like that who talk about, like, you know, using it less. But, like, that should be, like, just daily conversation. Like, if everybody in the family is living in the one house and they all got a phone, the people should be talking about how they're using it and, like, what the best apps are and, like, how they're able to maximize productivity and stuff like but instead, everybody, it seems to me, is like everybody's just locked away in their rooms, just staring at their phone, looking at stuff. And it's like, yo, like, let's let's have fun with this tech. Like, it is fun. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a great opportunity for us to do more work and have more opportunities. So I'm glad that we use the Internet to connect off this. You know what I mean? Now we're doing a podcast and people can hear our conversation. So it's like it's the time, man, to just start breaking down those barriers and just start connecting with people, you know? Yeah. Yo, and you're like what you just said is like the key, like um one the isolation people locking themselves in a room using their device whatever not sharing two people are literally just buying the latest tech just to say they have the latest tech and i'm like bro do you know what you can do with this thing like do you know what you're capable of and how you can help someone else or help yourself like i love when people tell me about helpful apps i've gotten so many apps that have saved my ass like even in the professional world um just and I love app creators, man. I want to create an app one day. I just don't know what it's going to be for. But <laughs> though you're right that that yeah. no one talks about that. Like, and I have to like dig on the internet or YouTube or look at someone someone else's top ten list when someone who's sitting right next to me that I know and love and trust probably has the same information, but they're just not talking about it. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird, man. Like, for example, like I just started using Reddit like in the past year or two, and like, yeah, Reddit's dope. And like, but no, like I know a lot of people use Reddit, but nobody came to me and was like, "Fam, like you need to be on Reddit." Like, here's why. Like, I fuck with Reddit. Like, yeah, maybe it's just the people I hang with, but I know a lot of people are on Reddit. Like, a lot of people, my friends and stuff, but nobody talks about like. You know, I'm like outside of Reddit, of course, how cool it is. Like, yeah. and maybe it's like they don't want people to get on it. I don't know what it is, but like there should just be way more conversation about utility. You know what I mean? And it's just probably the way I look at the tech and the apps and stuff like that. Like I look at it like, how can it serve me? And I guess a lot of people look at it as just entertainment. You know, entertainment is fine, but like, yep. you know, so, you know, more conversation. I think people need to look at look at what we have as a, as a gift and start encouraging each other to be more strategic with what we do with the tech, you know? So that's, that's kind of what archaidism is about. You know what I mean? It's just about being thoughtful about shit. I love that. I love that, man. Definitely going to share that link. I want you guys to read that. Um, and another example of that, my homegirl, shout out to Natasha Carter of the HBCU podcast. The form, the questionnaire I sent you is Jot Form. Like, I did her podcast, and she was like, make sure you fill out the questionnaire. And she has her thing set up to where she sends an invite. Once I schedule, bam, Jot Form sent me an email. I had this questionnaire to fill out. I was like, oh, how'd you do that? And she was like, well, go to this website, blah, blah, blah. Bam. Now I have a jot form so I can get more information on guests ahead of time so I can do my research and things like that. So it's, it goes back to exactly what you just said. And I, I think part of it, too, is greed. Like, I, I think people like to have a one up over the next person. But I'm like, bro, there's enough room in the world for everyone to succeed. Like, seriously, like some people just not going to succeed. But it's like there's enough room for two or three or a few hundred or a few thousand. Like you holding on to this one piece is not necessarily going to give you 
the edge over somebody else. Like it's it's here and to be shared with others. But um, talk to me more yeah. about your YouTube page, man. You got a lot of stuff going on on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really um like I like I'm just kind of making like little mini documentaries and stuff that I think is interesting. Like um, basically anything video form that I want to talk about, I try to put on YouTube and I'm not like super religious about it. Like, um, you know, as far as like putting stuff up all the time, but I'm like, you know, this is another outlet for me to be creative and to put something up that I think is useful. And like uh, a matrix video that I made, like really my first video on the channel, I didn't even promote. I I just made it because I was just like, I want to, I want to create this. Yeah. And it's on, now almost like over a hundred thousand views or whatever and it, it, it yeah. just did it on it did it on its own you know what i'm saying like and so for me um that's like super that was like okay i have my perspective is kind of useful for people like people still drop comments on that video that are like a whole book long you know what i mean it's huge like here's my analysis of the matrix and so i try to just drop stuff that i think is interesting and let the people feed it put stuff out into the ether um my latest video is about techno colonialism which is basically about like you know people exploiting other poor countries through technology mm. um so i wanted to get out there like that didn't exist on youtube i'm the first person on youtube to talk about that so i was like let me get on this i like using youtube as an opportunity to talk about things people haven't talked about yet so I also did like tech and analysis videos that they don't have a lot of views, but I think one day people will discover them and, and see how valuable they are. But basically I like analyze every Tekken uh, intro, which Tekken is a video game from the 90s. And uh, just trying to add a little bit more of an academic approach to stuff that people don't typically think is academic. You know what I mean? So that's a little bit about that. You know, I realize that like a lot of particularly gaming, it's not looked at like as an academic thing for right. the most part. You know what I mean? Like there's, of course there's people who do it. But like for the most part, it's like something like weird, like people, it's like, it's like a nerdy thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, why does everything that has to be gaming have to be like some nerd shit? It's right. like, why can't it be like architecture or like design or like fashion or like food? Exactly. I mean, like it's, it's respectable. It's quality. It's not nerd. It's lifestyle. You know what I mean? It's, it, it is oxygen. And that's the same way that that's what arcadism is. And it's developing and uh, I need to continue to work on it to help you know completely put it in context but i think this interview will help out a lot oh for sure man for sure and i definitely feel where you're coming from with the whole gaming thing um i was definitely called a nerd the gaming nerd even in college man when people wanted to play video games they would come to my room when the latest game came out i had it and i had my <laughs> my friend who's like my sister i'm not gonna say her name like uh we used to really hang out a lot talk a lot and we would buy each other birthday gifts, and she would never buy me a video game. And she was like, I'm not buying you a game. Those are for kids. Those are childish. And I kept trying to explain to her, like, that's not that's not it. Like, there's a connection yeah. there. Like, I'm like, I have a connection to these games. Like, like you said, one of the things I love about video games the most is just the level of creativity, the soundtracks, like so much artwork is there. It's like every game is a gallery. There, Yeah, there's some bad ones, you know, obviously it's subjective, but there's some bad ones, but there's some really awesome games out there that just take you somewhere else and you just immerse yourself in the experience. Like 
for example, Forza Motorsport, my favorite racing series of all time. Love the game, looks gorgeous, great soundtrack. Like, I'm never going to drive any of those cars, probably. But it's like, it gives me a chance to drive some of those cars that I dream about. It gives me a chance to win races, um, race with people across the world, you know, drive in different elements and just look at the beauty of that game, you know, and flesh out my experience and then get ready for the next experience. And it's inspiring, too, because... You know, you play a video game, you see someone else's creativity and music and stuff like that. And that's one of the things I thought of is um, getting with some friends who are producers because I want to look into getting into voice acting um, because that's really Mm. big. Um, Maybe a little bit of cosplay in the future Um, and talk to some of my friends who I know are producers. I'm like, yo, you ever thought about submitting something for a video game soundtrack? Like those are those, you know, that mm. that goes back to the flip side of things. Like people say it's childish, but I'm like, you have adults making these things. These are multi million dollar projects, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a problem with like uh consumerism, you know what I mean? It's a problem with the consumer. Like for some reason, you know, like you said, adults are making all this dope stuff, but there's consumers that be like afraid to consume the content or to or to download the content because they think it's not for them or it's for kids. I, I mean, I don't know what this, you know, it's a it's a, it's really like a lack of confidence and some insecurities going on. But um, yeah, you're right. Like all that stuff is for uh, I mean, it's for everybody. You know what I mean? It's everybody who wants it, who wants it. You know what I mean? And I think uh, there's sort there's a sort of marketability with it being um, with it being like identified as a nerd thing because mm-hmm. then you can kind of easily sell that product maybe. But like maybe there's more scalability in it in it being just a cultural phenomenon. So I think Avengers is a good testimony to that, like with the uh, Avengers series, the film yeah. series with Marvel. You know, it's now, it's become a part of culture in a big way. It's not like just a thing that one type of people enjoy. You know, it's still cat- categorized as a superhero film. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, man, it's all art and we should just enjoy art and we should all be encouraged to be artists, you know, so. Yes, sir. Okay, so I'm new to this. I'm reading some of your hobbies and interests. What the heck is vaporware? Vaporwave? Vaporwave is a whole... No, no, it's not good. You should definitely look up Vaporwave. Vaporwave is like a whole art, aesthetic, design approach, music vibe. It's just a big vibe, man. It's inspired by, like, malls and elevator music and old 90s, you know, VHS tapes of the Weather Channel and retro Japanese commercials from the 80s. Like, it's all of that sort of sound, like that whole taste of the whole retro nostalgic vibe bro you like definitely need to check it out vaporwave is a whole lifestyle like i listen to vaporwave all the time it's some of the best content that the that the internet has ever produced it's dope man it's super dope oh okay okay i definitely put that on my side uh yeah you could just google images vaporwave to get a vibe for that like some of it isn't that accurate but like some of it is super accurate like you just need to see images of vaporwave and you'll you'll get to under you'll start to understand it you know i'm definitely gonna do that so where did where did this love for tekken come in so when i was a kid when like i said i was going to the arcades i think i saw i saw tekken you know back in the day i went to my my grand people's house they had tekken 2 i saw that i was hooked man it was just the whole vibe man it's very much vaporwave it's very much 80s, yeah. even though the game came out in 95, it's super inspired by the 80s, you know what I'm saying? Like, Kazuya has the purple suit, you know what I mean? That's like some Prince vibes. Yes. And just the vibe, man, the music, the soundtrack like you were talking about, the whole character design. I actually just posted the uh, 
the soundtrack on uh, Twitter. Like I, I got the actual physical Japanese soundtrack. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I got the physical copy of that, and I put it on Twitter today um, and uh, Reddit and everything. And um, People man, it's just the design is. really got me. And then it was a fighting game, which I was really big into martial arts and kung fu and stuff and Bruce Lee films. So uh, that's how I got into it, man. I saw King with the with the Jaguar mask, and I was just like, oh, facts. Like, this is the game. Yeah, King's theme from uh, Tekken 3 is actually my ringtone on my phone. I love that one. Damn, bro. That track, that's, that's Vaporwave, bro. Ah, okay. That's Vaporwave. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think I need to go down that rabbit hole a little bit deeper, man. You um, definitely do, bro. I, I have a Medium article on Arcadism about six incredible Vaporwave albums. You need to You need to get that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to post that link for people to check out. So, um, your website. Let's talk about your website. And I saw you doing some talks and some speaking. Tell me some more about these speaking engagements and how those came about. Yeah, man. Like, uh, good question. You know, I just kind of do speaking as, as I see fit and as I'm inspired. Sometimes at universities, sometimes, you know, at boutiques, uh, sometimes... Uh, just anywhere, you know, any type of like dope vibe, you know, I'll speak at a lot of like boutiques and stuff about really philosophy, ideology, interview people about what they do. Um, you know, a lot of my lectures are about what we come, what we're kind of talking about now, like electronics and our role in the technological digital world. You know what I mean? And um, I'm kind of working on some new projects, working on some books um, and going to try to, you know, talk about those books in the public sphere as well. You know, so it's just a way for me to pop up, you know, like I, I kind of like want to do an album. I'm working on an album and I want to release it. Yeah, and, I like, definitely want to talk to you about your music. Speaking. Yeah, yeah. So I want to do another album. But when I drop the album, I want to do a listening party. But I also want to talk about it because God gave me that ability to be able to speak. So I'm not just an artist or just a musician, but I'm actually an academic as well. So I could talk about my ideas and talk about like the concept and the build for it. So I want to give people a whole experience. I want to bring people into the emotional art world, but I want to give them that ability to access some sort of like intellectual, academic, you know, real shit. Like just give them some real, you know, it's not all feeling and it's not all mental. It's both, you know, it's, it's heart and mind. So that's what I want to give the people in the future. Now, do you already have some music out that's available that people can listen to? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just type in Jabril Power on any platform, Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, uh, all of it. Apple Music is out there in the ether, SoundCloud, you know, my music's on everything. Um, a lot of the music that I made was uh, was with, uh, you know, I, I work with just different artists and uh -huh. those artists helped me kind of curate a different sound. A lot of the music was like chill wave or ambient. Uh, my last project that I put out, I think, was with Squibs, who's from Kansas City, I think. He's really dope. Really, really dope. We did a virtual reality uh, simulation project for a song called Heroes. It's super crazy, trippy. Wow. Just type in Jabril or Heroes on YouTube, virtual reality. You could put the, the glasses on, all that Oculus Rift, all that. What? He's an incredible designer. Yeah, it's sick. It's super crazy. And uh, that was the last project that we did. I also have some project with uh, Elias Sabid under, under a band called uh, Abandoned Mall Arcade. And that was like kind of like the first flag in the ground to kind of realize, oh shit, like I'm really into arcades and I need to keep pursuing that abandoned mall arcade. It's like an electronic, industrial, progressive, scythe, guillotine, death, killer, fire music. It's so slick. Uh, I just do different projects. And now I'm working on a hip hop project, like just pure beats and rhymes, like just okay. pure soul, death, ninth wonder, Pete Rock, Alchemist, Gangstar, 
vibes. Like that's my next kind of goal is to put out a, a project or series or projects under that sort of emotion. So, um, you know, it's time piece by piece. We just build the whole uh, Gundam. You know what I'm saying? Dude, you, <laughs> you know, it's funny. You sound like someone, correct me if I'm wrong, but you sound like someone who's literally living out their dreams. Like everything that you're talking about, I can hear the passion. I can hear the conviction and you're actually doing it you're doing something that very few of us do like this podcast for me is something that came about that i love to do and it's something i'm probably going to do this until i'm old gray and crusty you know what i'm saying playing Fair. video games is something i'm gonna do till i'm old gray and crusty um i can't wait to kind of get to your level where i can kind of immerse myself a little bit deeper into it and, and be more yeah. consistent about putting it out there to people because you definitely have a message you definitely have your own vibe and your own thing going on man and i really dig it man and i'm glad um i had you on for you to share as well thanks, so thanks. now so i did yo no problem man now i did see uh did you play some video game tournaments i'm pretty sure i saw a couple of pictures of that yeah, yeah, I did some tournaments. I, I didn't do very well, but I did, I did, I did. Uh, you know, what I'm saying, drop some combos on some people. You know, what I'm saying, I flexed some combos <laughs> in Tekken Tag uh, too. I did some tournaments and I had a lot of fun. So I actually plan on go doing some tournaments uh, in the next coming months. Just kind of checking it out. You know what I mean, and and contributing. I don't get the chance to play as much as I want, but uh, yeah, we definitely gonna be doing some tournaments for sure. I'm definitely gonna be at all the tournaments and and contributing and adding value, and we definitely about to be doing some fire. Like that's the tournament is where I really can touch the people and mm -hmm. give them some high quality vibes. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's coming. That's coming big time. So I got a question for you now. Me and my friends, um, <clears throat> this is just me as a gamer my friend i can be competitive when i want but i mostly play for the fun and enjoyment of the game do you find that being overly competitive or being overly obsessed with winning can take away from it or is it kind of like all in the same like what kind of gamer are you like i know you play tournaments like i i just can't see myself and i'm not saying that you do this but i know some tournament gamers it's like a job you know what I'm saying? Like, they wake up, they train, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I might train, like, an hour or something like that just to learn a couple combos. But I'm not going to, like, I feel like that kind of, it, it becomes laborious and I, it kind of takes away from the game. But how do you feel about that? I mean, it just depends on what you want out of the game. You know what I mean? Like, if you really want it, then I think you need to grind more and create a, a lifestyle that's productive for that. But, like, if, you, if you're not really into it, then I wouldn't say do it. You know what I mean? Like, it just depends on what you want. I think, um... You know, for me, it's about just appreciating the design, appreciating the creation of the game and appreciating the time that they put into it and appreciating like how the game is supposed to be played. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love that. And I, I think if if I had a certain type of lifestyle or a certain type of, you know, what I'm saying vibe, I would I would put in that time and, and, and really become better. But I have a lot of fun doing what I'm doing now and kind of playing the edges and, and just kind of giving other people like the compet like I've interviewed a lot of top competitors uh -huh. um, in tech, like JDCR from Korea, um, Lil Majin from the United States. These are like some of the top, uh, you know, what I'm saying Ryan Hart, Prodigal Son, like these are some of the top esports players in Tekken and in fighting games in the world. And I've been able to talk to them. So I really enjoy being a, a facilitator for these, those types of dudes and, uh, and, and so those types of people who are creative. And there's many, many more that I've interviewed. So mm -hmm. it's not to take away from any of the other people that I've interviewed, but like, I like, I like, I like being man. You know what I mean? I don't, 
care so much for competition, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I would like to, I like competition and, and also like, I don't like losing, man. I don't like losing. <laughs> Nobody really likes <laughs> to be losing. Honest, I just, it hurts so bad when you're playing Tekken and like you just, you know what I'm saying? You get hit with a launcher and then you're comboed and you, I just, that, that to me, like, it makes me so salty. So I'm working on being a better sport and, uh, <laughs> and playing more and, you know, it's just what it, it is, what it is like. And also, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, what, what would you say? I got a couple more questions for you that I'm gonna let you roll, but, um, you think, what is your favorite, I guess, I don't know how old you are. I'm 34. So I've been through a couple of eras of gaming. Um, I started on Nintendo. Then I got the whole Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, then PS1 and 64. I skipped Sega CD and all that. And then 360 and PS3. And now we're Xbox One and PS4. Um, I kind of left Nintendo by the wayside because uh, financially I couldn't afford. Well, right now I only got one console. I couldn't afford to support three consoles or even two consoles. But what would you say your favorite era of gaming is or has been? Uh, PlayStation 1 for sure. PlayStation 1 really? era. Like that. Yeah, like the jewel case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was like... Um, I mean, I, I had fun in a lot of areas. Like, I had a lot of fun on 360. I had a lot of fun with the PS2. I had a lot of fun on Super Nintendo. I had a lot of fun. On, I mean, I had fun with all the games, you know? Yeah. But PlayStation 1, from an aesthetic approach, is, like, the most fire. It's a great console. <laughs> That's clean. It's got... It's got. It looks kind of like a building. You know, it looks kind of like a like a like a building structure, the PlayStation 1, because it's, like, box. It's rectangular, but it's got a circle inside. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it kind of looks like like a presidential type building, like a Pentagon type vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like if you could fly over the PlayStation one and that could be like a building, like a government building, you know what I mean? It's all gray. It's cold. You know what I mean? And plus it's got the jewel case CDs. So it's got like, you could put those CD, like Tekken three CD, you could put in a CD player, like music and it would play the music. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like that whole, that whole games being next to your music because they were in those jewel cases, that shit is fire. Yeah. Um, also, Tekken Three is on there. Tekken Two is on there. Those are some of the best games ever made. Metal Gear Solid One is on there. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yes. What else is on? There? There's so much dope shit. Uh, Mus- Brave Fencer Musashi is on there, which is a cold game, cold vibe. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's uh, Chrono Cross or something like that. Yep. Street like Fighter that. Alpha um, Three. Oh my god. You know what I'm saying? Street Fighter, Marvel vs. Capcom, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, all that. Like, all that shit is, like, that artwork during that time, man, was, like, unbeatable, bro. The yeah. artwork was just, 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 like, crazy, next level. Like, and there's many, 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 many more games that I could mention, but, yeah. I think, PlayStation uh, 1 is it. definitely... I think... Of what, that, what happened? That, I said, I think you nailed it. I think of that transitioning era from the straight-up gaming called the homeboys over and y'all game to the online... If you draw the vibe between where online came in, um, I think PS1 was definitely the epitome. N64 for me was a close second because they had, to me, they had the best wrestling games. Um, and I love, yeah. you know, four players in one console. That was dope too. But yeah, you're right, man. I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking about all those PS1 games I had, man. You could scratch those discs to hell and it would still work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they Crash Bandicoot, all Crash Bandicoots on PlayStation One. You know, yep, yep, yep. They had uh, Croc, all that, all that shit is on there, man. The yeah. PlayStation One is just incredible, bro. It's incredible. But all of them, you know, all the systems are incredible for different reasons. I mean, if you yeah. ask me tomorrow, I might say Super Nintendo. You know what I mean? 
like uh, I might, you know, it just depends. Like I, I love, I love all, I love them all, man. They're all good. They're all good. Yeah, they Dreamcast are. is cold. Dreamcast is very yeah. cold. Like man, what Dreamcast will Dreamcast. always have a special place in my heart. Yeah, Dreamcast was Dreamcast was about to take that PlayStation vibe, PlayStation One vibe to the next level because yeah. it, it was also like white cream, like almost gray color. And that dream, I mean, it's called Dreamcast, bro. Yeah. Like they were about to be super vaporwave. Like I mean, it was just gonna be crazy. So if you like, if you like all those systems, like they're during that era, the '90s era, you definitely need to get into vaporwave for sure. It will bless your life, bro. It really will. It's some of the best music I've ever heard in my life. I'm gonna definitely do that, and I DJ too. So now you got me thinking of some vaporwave <laughs> vibes. <laughs> there you go. I got a playlist for you. No problem. Absolutely, man. Dang, you got me thinking about Dreamcast. Dreamcast, to me, was ahead of his time, man. Nobody was doing what they were yeah. doing. They messed up with the GD-ROMs, though. You put a scratch on the game, that was it. And it it la like it came and it went so fast, man. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> Shout out to that whole era, bro. It's classic, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right, my last question for you. How do you um I, I I haven't had a chance to look through everything, but how do you feel about like Comic-Con, like those type of conventions? Cuz I feel like I feel like you would you fit right in with that whole vibe, man, cuz like that's like a big mixture of just everything. Like I've been to New York Comic-Con twice now. Um I didn't get to go this year, but when I went last year, man, you talking about positive energy and good energy and feeling like you belong somewhere like dude like i was mm -hmm. like i wish i wish like a new york comic-con was like kind of like that i wish they had like a walmart version of that where you could just go during the week after work or something and just hang out like even if it was a type of lounge or something like so many people were gathered so many like-minded people everybody was cool i got to interview some cosplayers and stuff like that man and i really love that um but uh have you ever been to any cons or anything like that yeah, I've done some cons. I've done some cons. I can't really think of which ones I was at because I just kind of showed up at them. But um, I think I think some of the tournaments are in a in a way. Some of the fighting game tournaments are a little bit like cons in a way. So uh, yeah, I like them. I haven't been to New York Comic Con though. I'd like to check that out. Um, that'd be dope. Yeah, I, I might do that one year. That'd be cool. I really like them. They're cool. For sure, man. Yeah. I think uh, you know, I think it's dope that people are sharing comics. You know what I mean? Talking about comics. I think that's incredible. Yeah, my boy is really into that. And also, you know, and I know a lot of people out there think, oh, it's Comic-Con. I'm not into comics. Y'all, they have video games, retro video games. Um, the actual artists of the comic books will draw original pictures for you. There's cosplay. You get to play games early. Like, I got to play Tekken. I forgot which Tekken it was. I got to play one of the Tekken games early. They had one of the Dragon Ball games there last year before it came out. They had Monster Hunter there before it came out. Um, I got to meet one of the um, artists, and I got actually his autograph um, from the Castlevania series. So there's a lot of opportunities to do a lot of unique things there, man. Yeah, bro. You might put me on something. That's something I might have to start start checking out and popping up at. I definitely plan to get and, and be around uh, more of the people at the, big, at the big shows like that for sure, you know. Um, and you know it's a it's a really good opportunity and and people there are just amazing and so positive like you said so it's definitely something we got on the list of things to do absolutely for sure man well jabril thank you again for joining me man go ahead and drop any and all and i'm gonna have all this stuff in the description as well but drop any and all uh links or social media or whatever you're about to do or whatever you're doing that you want people to check out
Facts, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just uh, check out Arcadism, medium.com slash Arcadism, A-R-C-A-D-I-S-M. And then, you know, just hit me up on Twitter, Jabril Power, J-A-B-R-I-L Power. Uh, just hit me up on everything. You know, it's it's Jabril Power on everything. It's quite simple to get in touch with me. If you know how to use a phone, you can you can find me and uh, we could just start talking and, and building and um, share share what you like, you know, share what you're inter- interested in. You know, it's just about moving forward and um, trying to create great conversation around cool stuff. So, Word. And y'all already know, y'all can check us out from my experience podcast on Facebook, FME underscore podcast on Instagram. You can e- email us FME podcast one at gmail.com or from my experience podcast at gmail.com. Either way, I'll get both of those emails. Um, y'all already know I'm complete underscore vision. Um, shout out to Stacy Cash, my co-host, and uh, we will catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace.